Oli Oli, my lovelies, welcome to Sensitively Magical, a podcast where highly sensitive witches and intuitive creators come to celebrate our unique magic and creativity together. I'm your host, Millie Quintero, Libra Sun, Aries Rising, Pisces Moon. How is the astrology of the week treating you? I am not going to lie to you, I am fucked up. <laughs> It's been a messy, messy week over here. I don't know, man, like... This morning, I woke up super anxious at like 3.50 a.m. Yes, this morning, as in Thursday, I'm recording this on the day that it's airing. And things were just coming up, and I was like a little icky and uncomfortable in myself with myself. And then my partner and I got into a mini fight <laughs> about blackberry juice <laughs> because I wanted to put it through the colander because he made us smoothies with blackberry and once again I'm a highly sensitive person so the seeds in the blackberry I wasn't really into them and that just kind of was like oh I don't like this I'm just gonna go and put it through the colander <clears throat> he took it personally him taking it personally made me take it personally <laughs> it was like Kind of like, oh, I don't like it and it's okay that I don't like the seeds. I'm going to put it through the colander and it's okay. When I had a shower, of course, during the shower, I'm like, okay, like I'm like playing the whole thing back in my head. Like maybe I went a little overboard. The two of us just took it personally, you know, wanted it to be our way. And as I'm thinking this, my brain just went like, oh, right. Venus is quitting Pluto today. Like, So of course, of course, something was coming up. Of course, my shadow showed up and wanted to fit in into what my partner thought was okay, like drinking a black baby juice with seeds and me being like, I am a sensitive person, I don't like it this way, but my shadow comes and it's like, the fight starts because I felt the need, I felt judged, that's what happened, I felt judged. That I that he thought that because I don't like it with seeds, something was wrong with me, and in my need to fit in, I was having an internal fight, and that led to a fight between the two of us. Anyways, anyways, that's what's happening over here. The astrology of the week really fucking me up <laughs> since Monday, really. <laughs> um, but here we are, here we are, here we are. How are you feeling about this astrology? It's Thursday, which means that is Witch of the Week episode. In today's Witch of the Week episode, we have my best friend, Taylor Benway. This was a fun experiment. It was kind of unplanned. We just kind of did it. We went for it. It was like, I was kind of texting her last week and I was like, hey, would you like to be on my podcast? And she was like, I'd love to. And I was like, great, let's do this tomorrow. <laughs> and it just kind of happened. And something beautiful occurred which was that I would like to bring a little bit of how that conversation like went like I just felt more chatty more comfortable because I'm so new at doing the interviews you know that I just felt like I learned something from interviewing my best friend and I want every interview to feel that way while I celebrate the witches that come into the pod. Does that make sense? I don't know. 
basically make this a note. This is not really an interview. <laughs> it's my best friend and I catching up, basically. But we go into how she's trying to figure out if she is a highly sensitive person or if maybe something else is going on and what it could mean for her to figure out if something else, like if something is going on for her that could be causing her anxieties and her worries and like just like adding to them. We also dive into like her experience with a therapist because she just begun her process with therapy and kind of like what it looks like, what it looked like for her to find a therapist and she's kind of experimenting with it. So like what she wants to get out of, um, but what she's learning in the process as well. And we also talk about trying to understand what your conditions may be, like if you're a highly sensitive person, or if maybe you're autistic, or if maybe you just have severe anxiety, what those type of things can inform your reality and shape your reality, and what would do to know if that's what you are, and then what it can do to have the support, even though she always comes back to the answer will always be within me. So it's a juicy one. It's very casual. It's very mellow. It's just two friends basically catching up and trying to understand themselves in the process and Tay's trying to understand certain things. She is currently going to school for interior design and towards the end of the episode, she actually shares with us some tips to make our home a little bit more comfortable for the highly sensitive person. So stick around for that because I thought that was very sweet of her to share those tips with us. Okay, that being that, let's dive into today's episode. Tay, do you consider yourself either a highly sensitive person or a sensitive person or do you know if you are either one? I'm actually not positive. I feel like I don't actually know like that much about it, but I was like, when I was listening to your podcast last week or on like Monday or whatever, um, because obviously I've heard that term before, but I didn't really like know anything about it. But like hearing you talk about it, I was like, oh, I feel like I do have like at least like aspects of this, you know, like especially like the part where you just like maybe you feel overwhelmed, you prefer being with people one on one, you need time to like recharge and stuff. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, I feel like I relate to most of this. So probably. <laughs> Interesting. I'm wondering if, because I was interviewing a friend yesterday, Karen, and her interview is going to come out the following week after yours. But, uh, and I was telling her how I had seen the term before, like for a very long time. And I just kept like kind of being in denial, like not ready to confront that. And I'm just wondering if you maybe, if you are indeed a highly sensitive person and maybe you've been going through something similar, just kind of like, oh, I'm curious, like this is, this could possibly be me. And up until now, maybe not trying to figure it out. Yeah, it's something I've been thinking about. Like, I feel like it's hard to put like a finger on how you're feeling, you know, or put a label on it. Because I feel like, even this last like few months, I'm like thinking like, okay, why am I like this? Like, am I autistic? Like, you know, there could, like, I'm like, there could be so many things. So it's like, you know, it's hard to self-diagnose. Um, <laughs> but that's definitely like one on the list that I'm like, is it this? Am I a highly sensitive person? Do I maybe have a little bit of autism? Do I just have like really bad anxiety? Like, 
you know, it's like how much of it is coming from where, um, and just trying to like self-diagnose, but, um, I feel like I do like relate to it, you know, it's like, so it's like one of the things that I'm trying to figure out, like, or it was one of the things I was thinking, like, this could be it. This could be like how I'm feeling. It's so funny that you mentioned autism because I also thought about it. I was like, am I right at this spectrum? Like, is this what it is? Because, right, we like are reading all this information and it's like we're trying to figure out what is it that I may have or what conditions do I live under that may be quote-unquote wrong with me or like, yeah. Why would you say that you'd be interested to know whether you're either a highly sensitive person or maybe it's like if you had just have severe anxiety? What do you think that would do for you knowing that? It's like there's comfort in kind of, I guess, having like a word to use or like to know what you're experiencing. But then it's like, I also feel like no matter what the term is for like what I'm dealing with, it's like I'm still dealing with like things that are unique to me and I need to come up with my own unique solutions, I guess, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I feel like in my personal experience, it's kind of like being able to name it. There's something of that is comforting about it mm-hmm. because then I can understand it and then I can like, okay, maybe based on this, I can find tools that will like help me deal or cope or understand it better and like how do I behave differently but also that aspect of it as well which like it's good to know and it's good to name it but we cannot be stuck in the in the language of it either right right? like because I feel like people can get so fixated on on the titles yeah like I feel like to be able to name it it is comforting and that can be helpful because like what you're saying it can help you find tools and resources or like a community I also feel like yeah it's easy to if you can name it, like, it's like, maybe it could be easy to just be like, well, it's just how I am, you know, like, almost like a crutch. And it's like, you know, you don't need to change yourself. Or like, there's a lot of ways you behave that you should be feel validated in behaving that way, or like needing certain things. But then there should also be like, an element of being like, well, these things that like, these ways that I behave, maybe I would like to improve on or like change slightly, you know, so it's like, it's, to be able to name it, I guess, is like helpful to help with, like help you find tools. But then it also, I think, could be easy to just kind of then feel a little bit like, well, this is just how I am. And like, I don't need to work on myself, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very fair point. The self-aware will do their work and then the the other person will just be, I don't know, I don't want to bring like the victim conversation, but just kind of like, this happened to me and this is my way and I take no responsibility for this way of me being this way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Right. So Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, it just depends on if you if you want to, if you want to name it for yourself in order to like help you get the tools and stuff, then it's like, great, you should do that, you know? But if you're using it as like a crutch, then it's like, that's fine, I guess, but. <laughs> yeah. Right, to each his own. Exactly. I'm like, can't. <laughs> Ideally, we all take responsibility, but... <laughs> I can't tell you how to live your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, based on that then, what are you like? Or like, what does your life feel like for you to like be open to, okay, I would like to figure out what is it that it's affecting me? Is it anxiety? Is it autism? Is it being maybe a highly sensitive person like what what does your life look like for you to consider those options I feel like it's kind of a lot of things like definitely I feel like I get overwhelmed really easily especially like by like 
auditory sensations, like sounds, like I can handle it in ways. Like I love going to concerts, you know, when I know kind of, I guess what I'm getting into, like I'm going to go to this loud event or I'm going to go to this party. I'm like having fun. But when it's like kind of thrown at me, I get so overwhelmed. Like even just in like little ways of like, I'll be, you know, at a bar with a friend and I'm like trying to pay and I'm talking to the bartender and my friend is talking to me at the same time. And I just get like so overwhelmed and I start getting like mad almost because I'm just like, I'm like getting just so like, I get overwhelmed and it's like only a couple seconds, but I'm just like, ah, give me one second. Like just stop. (laughs) So I feel like that's like a big thing is just like getting overwhelmed by sound or just like, yeah, overwhelmed by sound. I feel like is a big thing. And then definitely like, I prefer one-on-one interactions with people or like a small group of like two or three or something I like going to parties and stuff and group events I feel like when I do I tend to just cling on to one person anyway you know because I'm not gonna go like work the room really you know like (laughs) yeah (laughs) so it's like still I'm just at a party I'm like seeking out the like one-on-one interaction like no matter what Yeah, I feel like those are probably the biggest things I could think of off the top of my head. What makes you anxious normally? Hmm. I feel like I get, like, definitely when I'm overwhelmed by sound or, like, overwhelmed by, like, senses, that kind of turns into anxiety. Like, they're kind of, like, linked. Um, And then I feel like I'm... I get anxious about like big things like what am I doing with my life where am I going anytime I have to make any sort of like decision like bigger decision of like do I take this job do I quit this job do I move somewhere like those things give me huge amounts of anxiety but then I also have like a lot of anxiety over like time frames of things I feel like I'm always like stressed kind of of just like well you know we have this plan like we wanted to go to this place and this place and then this place so that means we need to leave now in order to get there at this time and it's like you're so bossy exactly (laughs) but it's like anxiety because it's like it's like who cares if we don't have enough time and we don't make it to the last place you know it's like we could just go with the flow enjoy the evening or like you know do what feels right but I'm like I get so stressed I'm like but we said that we were gonna do this this and this so it's like we have to go like (laughs) you know like I just like I'm just like anxious I can't enjoy the moment Yeah, like what you were saying that I was just trying, I was just remembering how like we're so similar in so many ways of like, that's probably why we're such a good friends too. Like we understood each other from the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. like I remember I could just go to your house and we could just be on a couch sitting next to each other, minding our own business. And that was, and that was totally fine. Like, exactly. right. And then. And then uh, we'll have like moments where we're like hanging out and I just know, like she's so organized. How is she so organized? Meanwhile, I'm all chaotic. Like <laughs> I've had to learn to be organized. I've had to learn to pay attention to time. Whereas you're just like, but right. But you're saying that too. Like it's the same, it's the, it's the anxiety, what it's like prompting you to, to be mindful of time, to be mindful of the things that we said that we would do. Right. Which is interesting to me, yeah. Which is like now that's kind of how I operate in order to get to a place on time. Like I've, <laughs> you like have to make yourself anxious or you'll be late. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah. Every now and again, we go to bars and stuff, and 
you'd be like, okay, let's meet over there at this time. And then you'd be like, I'm already here. And I'm like, I'm still like <laughs> half an hour away. <laughs> like, I haven't left my house. Yeah. Oh my God. I feel like that's how I, I always didn't being friends with people like that though. Like I'm always the organized one. And it's like, it's almost had to make me more organized and more anxious because I'm, like, not only, like, worried about myself and I'm, like, I need to get there on time. I'm, like, worried about everyone else. I'm, like, you know, and I think people get – my friends get annoyed at me. They're, like, leave me alone. Like, quit <laughs> <laughs> bossing me around. But I'm just, like, I just know you. You're not going to be on time, you know. I'm just, like, worried. Or, like, when we all are hanging out in a group or something, it's, like, especially for, like, you know, drinking or something, it's, like, I have to be the one to remember where people's cars are at or, like, I have to remember where we are, where we're walking to. It's like, I'm always the like organized one. And people, when they're, when my friends are with me, it's like, there's like, oh, Taylor knows. And just like, they like, they don't even yeah. try, you know, to, to pay attention. So it's like, I'm already just have that naturally. But then it's like, I feel like I'm always just friends with people who are the opposite of me kind of in that way. And then it makes me more organized and more anxious because I'm like worried about everyone else too. That's so funny because that is also another sign that you're a highly sensitive person. Like you are very self-aware and you're very aware of your surroundings and what is happening mm -hmm. while the other people around you aren't really paying attention. And like you see the little things like it's also very funny to me because I remember us going to party in like small groups, you know, sometimes when we would go with like Tef and maybe Sarah was still around at the time. Mm -hmm. I always felt like the mom of the group yeah you were and I'm not there anymore we don't get to hang out in groups anymore we live in different countries mm -hmm. and now I see you being the mom of the group exactly <laughs> I feel like I've actually thought about that recently because when you and I were hanging out then like I think I was like barely 21 you know mm -hmm. yeah. so those are like my first times going out and I remember just kind of not really understanding like, I don't know, just kind of going with the flow. Cause I was like, oh, I don't know. I've never been to clubs before. This is all new for me. And you would be like, where are our bags? Like you'd be keeping an eye on the bags. You'd be like pushing away creepy guys, you know, like just be like on edge kind of. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I never had to be cause you were there. And then when you like moved and then I would like keep going out and stuff. It's like, I was like very much like, okay, well, Sandy was that friend in my friend group and now she's gone. So like, I need to do that. And so now... <laughs> I am the one that's always like paying attention to everyone's belongings. I'm like pushing away creepy guys. Like I'm like on high alert, you know? Yeah. yeah someone yeah. has to be or else it's like someone's yeah. going to get hurt, you know? But see, if you if you are indeed a highly sensitive person, see the need of us in the world. <laughs> like we're exactly. the ones that literally pay attention. Right. Yeah. We're like keeping our friends alive. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, because I was thinking about it. A little bit ago when you were telling me, I don't remember what you said. And I was like, I think Tay became the mom of the group. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I really yeah. did. Yeah. Which is like fine. It's just like, I feel like I can never really like 100% let loose, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I can never really just relax or like just really have fun, which is a bit of a bummer. Like I wish I could. Like it seems very freeing, but I'm like, I feel like I just can't. I feel like. I have to pay attention. Yeah, that's how I felt until, like, Ty and I started, like, going out. And, like, when I'm with him, it's like, 
okay, you're in charge. Mm-hmm. Take care of me. Like, I'm, I'm not going to pay attention. Yeah. So right. it's definitely freeing. But it's very funny, too, because, like, he will come to me and, like, I'm always contracted. Like, I feel like I hold on a lot to my stress and my worries and my anxieties in my body. Like, I'm very somatic. Right. And he'll, like, touch me. He's, like, relax. And I'm, like, I'm relaxed. <laughs> right. He's, but like, you're, like, fully tense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm all <laughs> contracted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you you think that you're relaxed. Like, you think that you're able to, like, let go. You're, like, oh, Ty is here. I'm fine. But it's, like, subconsciously, you're still not relaxed. Like, you're still just tense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you're doing therapy now. Yes. I think for, like, maybe two months or something now. Nice. Is it helping? How are you feeling about it? It's been good. I feel like, I don't know, it's my first time ever doing therapy, so I didn't really know what to expect. But I feel like the, my therapist, I really like her, and we have, like, a really good, like, back and forth. Like, I feel like she's really easy to talk to. And I almost just feel like she's, like, my friend, kind of. I don't know. Part of me is, like, I wish maybe that she kind of was, like, this is what you need to do. Like, this is how you need to, like, solve things. Just kind of, she mostly listens, but then also she'll, like, ask me kind of, like, thought-provoking questions or just kind of be, like, okay, like, well, you briefly mentioned this. I feel like maybe that could have like a deeper meaning, you know, like just kind of like pushes a bit deeper. So it's, it is nice. Like, I feel like it's helpful just to be able to like, to really just like vent to someone and just tell someone how I'm feeling mm-hmm. and just be like, listened with like no judgment. Usually she just like makes me feel like validated and like, I'm still struggling with all the same things. I don't feel like anything's been cured or anything, but like, I do feel like better after therapy. Like I feel a bit like lighter at least for the next like day or so like just it is like comforting to just like have someone to just talk to yeah so it's good it's good so far I'm like it's only been a couple months though so I'm like I feel like we are still a bit in like the get to know you phase and maybe at some point she'll like give me maybe more like kind of like homework assignments or like tools but we'll see yeah do you think that you're that type of person that prefers when they give you homework I think so yeah I feel like that's something I'm feeling like I'm needing I feel like especially just like right now where I'm at in life I feel pretty like lost in like all arenas like I just don't know what I want to do with my life I don't know where I'm going and like I'm just like I want someone to just like tell me what to do kind of so <laughs> that's like honestly what I want I'm like maybe I need a life coach or something mm. mm-hmm. like you were saying at, at the beginning how like you know maybe understanding whatever you may be experiencing, be being a highly sensitive person, autism, severe anxiety, like you bring in figuring out your own tools, but it's also, I think that you just also brought another point that I think it's important, like also having the support to maybe figure out your own tools. Cause like, I feel like there's gotta be a balance between knowing yourself, listening to yourself at the end of the day, you yourself know the answer, but mm-hmm. sometimes we don't know everything so maybe having that guidance to like at least give us the options for you to be like oh is this but also like right and i'm now diving into something even more complicated that is like decision fatigue right and maybe that's what oh and maybe that's what you're experiencing right now i think so that's definitely part of it yeah yeah just like there's all these options what do i do and then you get fatigued and overwhelmed and you're like, just give me, give me the straight answer and I will do it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that makes sense. So it's like, it is helpful to have like a support system or like someone to give you resources or someone to like give you a different perspective because people also like 
see you differently than you see yourself you know or they like notice other things or like you might think like okay well like this is maybe like what I need to work on or like these are the things I need to work on but maybe you don't like trust yourself or something and it's like so it's nice to maybe have that other person to be like no that's a great starting point or like this is something you could do to like help you with that like just to kind of like validate what you're feeling yeah um, or give you more like confidence in what you're feeling I guess mm-hmm yeah. Have you asked your therapist to give you homework? I haven't, no. Um, but I probably should. Yeah, I feel like I probably will. I feel like the like since I've started therapy, I'm like just kind of dealing with some relationship issues and then also like just feeling really unhappy with my job. So we pretty much just talk about those two things every single week. Um, yeah. And like nothing's really changed in those arenas. So it's like I haven't really gotten past it. But like I probably should ask for like homework once we get more into like I guess other arenas are more into like, um, I don't know, like emotional arenas or like behavioral type of things. Yeah. Are you doing it through like medical care? Like, I mean, I don't know what to call it, like insurance or something? Yeah. But I just found her on like, there's a psychology today website where you just like type in your area and then you can put your insurance and it'll show you just like all therapists that like take your insurance. So, okay. Well, that's good to know for the people who are listening and want to get into to therapy in the States and don't know how to, because that's the thing too. It's like, how accessible is it? You like things to consider? Yeah. But yes, yes. I feel like, yeah, like that's kind of like what you want to feel, or at least in my opinion, when you go to therapy. Like, yes, I feel relief, but I'm also like, I'm making progress or like I'm there's patterns of me that are being reframed. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that would be helpful. I feel like, too, sometimes, like, I'll, I also need to maybe just, like, take notes or something during therapy or, like, give myself time to be, like, mindful, like, later in the week or something and, like, reflect because I feel like sometimes I'll have, like, a therapy session and it'll be, like, I don't know, like, she'll ask me, like, a really like, thought-provoking question or, like, kind of will help me be, like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. That is how I'm feeling, you know, like, this is something I should, like, focus on. And then, like, I'll forget about it, like, two days later. Like, I'll forget <laughs> what we talked about. And so it's, like, that's also not helpful. I need to, like, or I just, like, the rest of my week is so busy. I just don't think about it again. You know, I just, like, keep, I just move on with my day. And so it's, like, I think I need to also maybe, like, take some notes or just, like, take some time to, like, later be, like, okay, let me, like, reflect on this therapy session. Like, what did my therapist say? Like, oh, yeah that makes a lot of sense like I should really like I should really focus on this and see if I can like be more mindful in this area it's like I kind of will just like have the therapy session and just move on Um, I mean it happens sometimes (laughs) right (laughs) it's easy to it's like being mindful and stuff takes like just so much time (laughs) it's so much effort (laughs) (laughs) it it is so much effort (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I feel like no one talks about that shit. It's like, oh, go be mindful. Like, yeah, go be self-aware. But it's like, okay, you gotta, like, let's keep it real. We need to make an effort to do the work. Like, it's not like, suddenly, I'm a very self-aware person. And, oh, like, in my case, like, oh, I get overwhelmed when I go to the supermarket. And, like, because I live in Colombia, there's loud music playing. And the lights are bright. And my partner is talking to me. So you know, I can just be my old self and just get pissed about it or I have to make right. a conscious choice of being like, no, 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 do not talk to me right now. Let's just get through this as fast as we can 
or let's just order the groceries delivered to our house so I don't have to go through this. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like in the moment when it's like you want to just be snappy or something or just like because you're overwhelmed. It's like it's hard to just like stop for a minute and be mindful. It's like a lot oh, yeah. of effort yeah. to, to do yeah. that. It takes so much practice too. too. It does. Yeah. And then also if you're like trying to be mindful in like bigger ways and like on it takes it's just time out of your day or like time where you really need to just like sit with no distractions and just like think and process, you know, which is hard to do. I feel like life is very fast paced lately, you know, and we're used to being like so stimulated. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's hard to like take a second and be like, let me just be mindful. Let me just connect with myself, you know? Yeah. I guess that to put the listeners in context, what do you have going on in your life right now? Well, I have a job. I have a new job, newish job. It's like an office job, um, which is my like first time working in an office. Um, it's not going great. <laughs> so it's like, it's age takes up so much time. Like I'm just not used to working like an eight to five. Um, but then it's like, because I'm just not super happy there. I feel like it's just absolutely draining my energy outside of work. So there's that. And then um, I'm in school right now. I'm finishing up my last term um, at a design interior design school. And I'm just taking one class. It's like my last class. So I thought it was just going to be, you know, pretty chill. But it has been so difficult <laughs> um, and just takes up literally so much of my time. So those are like the main two things I have going on. And then, you know, I'm like trying to spend time looking for other jobs, applying for jobs, make time to hang out with my friends, with my partner. Yeah, just that's mostly it. I mean, that's a lot, right? It's a lot, Yeah. Like, it's a lot. I feel like just even just work in school alone is a lot. But then it's like trying to make time to hang out with friends. It's like, like I just literally don't have time. Um, Or like it's that hanging out with people is like impacting my ability to do well in school. Because it's like my partner works um, like nights. Like he does security jobs. So he gets off work at like two, three in the morning. So it's like, on the weekends, I try to spend time with him, which means I'm hanging out until like literally four or five in the morning to make sure that I like can see him and we can have fun. But then that means like the whole rest of my day is kind of like messed up because I'm tired and I need to like sleep during the day. And then so like my schedules on the weekends get thrown off and then I like miss time to do schoolwork and yeah, it's just like hard to balance. Like That's the thing, right? That no one told, no one is telling us or no one told us about growing up and like being a human it's like it's not just your job like if only you had to organize your time around your job it's like oh sure whatever that's easy but it's like okay I have a job and like in your case I also have school and like Mm -hmm. I have friends I have a relationship like a partnership I have family to talk to you you know and like and um I need time off like I need time for myself and right and like yeah, and, like, how to find the harmony on that and, like, how to find the spaces, how to create those spaces. And, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it is, yeah. I'm, like, it's really hard to balance. I'm, like, and I, like, miss – I feel like I haven't had, like, a hobby in a while. And, like, I would love to have, like, a hobby or something I'm, like, working on just for myself. And it's, like, I feel like right now I don't have the time. Maybe once I'm done with school I could do that. But, you know, it's, like – it's just, like, there's only so many hours in the day. And it's, like – Mm-hmm. so hard yeah like, so hard to balance what kind of hobby would you like to get into I don't know I feel like a I do really miss exercising I feel like that would actually really help my mental health 
um, and I haven't really had time to do that. Or um, I I don't know. Or, or also I've been trying to think of like ways I can maybe make money with a hobby because I am needing more money. Um, so like I was trying to think of like when I was like selling like vintage furniture, like that was actually really fun. Um, so like maybe I could start doing that again. Or like I've been wanting to learn how to sew for a really long time and like I got a sewing machine and I like have not never used it. Or like, you know, I do like cooking. It's like but lately I just like make, you know, kind of the easiest, simplest meal. So maybe spend more time cooking. Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of things. It's so funny that you're saying that you would like to learn to sew because Kieran, the person that I was interviewing yesterday, she's mm-hmm. lunching up a course. She's like she calls herself um the sewing fairy godmother and she's got a sewing yeah she's got a sewing program coming out soon that it's all about sewing I think it's like sewing is magic oh my gosh I already forgot my brain um (laughs) but for you the listeners (laughs) you can get into that that's Um, so cool oh my gosh okay maybe maybe I'll take that class yeah yeah and I and I think it's 250 which is pretty reasonable it's like self-paced oh nice yeah, and it it can be either if you have a machine or you can do it by hand. Which, anyways, I'm not trying to sell you her program, but I'm just <laughs> letting you know because she's she's pretty good at what she does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Because I think like I was trying to teach myself how to sew. I used my sewing machine a couple of times, and it was just like so overwhelming. Yeah, I think um, I remember you telling me about this. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh my god, all these buttons. Like I just don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to do that too. Failed so hard. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, and like, and I want to. It'd be cool to be like, good at sewing. Like that'd be sick. Yeah, I think it's also like a very good practice as well for like creatively and and for sustainability as well. Sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Like I have so many clothes that like I would love to like alter or just even just tailor to fit me better, and it's like that would save me money like that would you know keep me from buying new clothes but then yeah if I want to like get creative with it and totally just like alter a piece to be something else like that would be really fun that'd be really cool yeah it's so easy it's also so easy to forget about the hobbies right like the things that we're into and we don't make time for mm-hmm. yeah it, they're kind of the first things you have to cut out of your life I feel like when you're busy you know isn't that sad it is yeah it's like I would much rather spend time on my hobbies than a job I don't like you know it's like doesn't seem right you know like life is short I don't want to be it's like sad that the things that we like enjoy the most are usually things that get like cut out first yeah there's other ways (laughs) I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna coach you on it but I know there's other ways (laughs) (laughs) yeah (sighs) okay so you're going to interior design are you excited mm-hmm. to be done with it? I am excited to be done with it. I think it'll be, it'll be good. I'm like, it'll feel good to feel like I accomplished something, like for one, you know, I feel like I'm going to, I feel proud of myself for doing it. But yeah, I feel like it'll be good. I'm like, I feel like I've learned a lot. I feel like I still have so much to learn, like, um, cause there is just like an overwhelming amount of like knowledge to be learned. And I feel like finishing it and having like a portfolio that I can like, um, be proud of will like help me like feel more confident like with any like imposter syndrome or anything you know and it'll it'll feel good I feel like I'll, I'm gonna be like more confident in, in my abilities once I'm finished you know I'm excited I'm excited to be finished yeah and it's really cool too because I can attest that you've like moved at your own rhythm too like I feel like I tried school and 
I feel so hard because of I just I don't know I didn't have the systems in place I didn't understand myself well enough but like you did a really good job of like pausing yourself when you needed to like how you were like taking like what was it like last semester you took last semester off last term yeah yeah I took the spring term off and then there was like no class in the summer so I had like a solid like six month break and it was hard to start again like honestly like once the fall rolled around I was like oh I kind of want to cancel my classes like I don't want to do it um but then I was like you know this is like my last term I literally need to just stick it out um but it was definitely hard to come back after taking a break but yeah yeah I'm proud of myself for sticking through it because like it's hard like going to school is like literally so hard like and I'm not even going like full time, you know, and like can't imagine how anyone would do mm-hmm. that. And then yeah, it helps seriously. that it's like I yeah. Like it helps that I know I'm interested in this too. I feel like if I went to just like for myself, if I went to just like a university, like a four-year university and didn't really know what I was doing and or like what I wanted to study and was just taking kind of like general education classes, I think I would have given up. Like I feel like I wouldn't be able to do that. Like it's easier to like have some drive when it's like something you know you're interested in Mm -hmm. so I'm proud of myself for doing it then that's good so I forgot to ask you this at the beginning of the interview which I'm supposed to ask at the beginning of the interview for every person that is here what is something that we me and the listeners can celebrate you for well I mean that could be one that I'm finishing up school you know that's, that's a big one for me um or I feel like I've been getting down on myself just for the state of like not enjoying my job or just like not being super satisfied with my format in life but I'm also trying to like remind myself that like I'm trying like I you know when I took this job I thought it was going to be like I thought I was bettering myself I thought I was like making a next step and it just like didn't work out you know like I couldn't have anticipated that I like wasn't really going to enjoy it. So I'm trying to just kind of be proud of myself. That, like I am always, I am trying to like better my place in life or I am trying to better myself. And it just like, sometimes it's like, it ends up just being a step backwards on accident. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I think that I need to like celebrate myself for that, that I am always like trying to, to like get to the next step, I guess, or like to the next level in life, even if it doesn't always work out. So it's like I'm trying to celebrate that myself and I could I could use that energy. Yeah, yeah. I celebrate you for mm-hmm. yes, following through with school. I am so proud of you for doing that. Um and also I celebrate you for yes, for trying. Because sometimes we don't we forget to celebrate ourselves about trying and yeah. I mean trying is like the bare minimum really. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I think because it's like when you, if you try something and it doesn't really work out, it's definitely really easy for me to just like get discouraged about the fact that it didn't work out, you know, or like feel really, really discouraged, really stuck. But it's like, I have to just remind myself, like I tried, you know, I did try something new. It's like, that is, that alone is a good thing. And it's like, and now I'm like looking for another job, you know, I'm going to go try something else new. Like I'm not going to just stay here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's easy just to like brush past the fact that you tried, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like in that trying, it, because it didn't work out, but you learned something. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And like, I mean, it takes a lot of courage because 
you were in the food industry and the food industry is so comfortable. Me as a former waitress, I like, I, you know, we, we know how it is. It's like, it's a very comfortable job, especially in places like California and Oregon. Yeah. Where you get comfortable and it's like, eh, well, I can just be doing this and I'm making enough. And yeah, I'm not making like, I'm not rich, but like I can survive. Exactly. Like making okay money, really like nice work hours, you know, working with food service is like pretty good hours. Doesn't take over your whole life. Like, you know, it's nice. Like there's definitely, so it's like, it was, you know, it's scary to step out of that comfort zone, you know? Mm -hmm. And also it's just also is a bit like of a learning lesson too of like people I think too, like really look down on working in the food service industry or like, you know, you got to get out of there. You've got to go get like more of an, an office job or more of like a professional type job. Um, and so you always think that that's always going to be like a, a step up. It's always going to be like a better move. And I feel like what I've learned moving into this job is like, it's not always better. Like, you know, there's maybe some aspects that I like more than I like about working in food service or customer service, but there's a lot of things about food service that I like really miss actually. And like, I would rather have over this job. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, you know, one's not better than the other. It's like there's pros and cons and it's like, you got to kind of just figure out, I guess, what is important to you, like what, like what you enjoy most, I guess, out of working and like go with that. And like, of course, obviously like not all food service jobs are made the same, not all office jobs are made the same, but it has been interesting for me because I'm like, you know, part of me, feel, like, I feel like when I got this office job, a lot of people were like, you got out of food service, like, this is great, you know, you, this is such a big step for you, and now I'm finding myself just feeling like, I would rather work in a restaurant, and honestly, I might go back to working in a restaurant, yeah. like, I was a lot happier, and it's like, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, if that's gonna make, make you happier, it's been a learning experience, you know, which is cool. Yeah, it's so interesting that you're bringing that up, yeah, because it's like, yes, the joy that you feel, or like, how much more fulfilling your life feels and you know just because everyone says an office job is better or being x or y it's a lot better doesn't mean that that's actually going to be better for you as an individual for you as a person and like what you want to accomplish in life right and like exactly yeah and like I get it too because it's like working in a food industry in the food industry gets exhausting and it can there are those cons and of course, in your case, you want to be an interior designer, so you do want to pursue that, right? You mm -hmm. still want to pursue that? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I think I do. <laughs> Again, I feel just lost in general. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, we all do at some point, right? But it's also like, it's going to feel harder. Feeling that, feeling lost is going to be harder when we're not connecting to what brings us joy, what or like we're doing what ex person expect from us mm -hmm. um yeah i think that's a good lesson that's a good those are some good words of wisdom that you share with us about the pros and cons and figure it out what you do want to do and the learning experience of the mistakes that you make in the process of trying but at least you're trying exactly yeah like i still feel like i don't know what i really want to do or anything but it's like i i you know, I know the things I don't like about food service. Now I worked at this job. I know the things I don't like about it. 
And so it's like, you know, whatever job I get next, I feel like I'm able to like at least like have things to look out for, you know, kind of like red flags or know that there's things I don't want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure whatever job I get next, there's going to be also things I don't like about it. So it's just kind of going get, I guess, closer and closer to figuring out what I like, what makes me happy at work, I guess, or like what makes me feel inspired. Mm. Mm. I like that. Mm-hmm. What makes you feel inspired so far? Just like in life in general? In general, yeah. Um, well, I feel like even though like school feels overwhelming right now, like whenever I actually get into like working on something, I feel, I do feel inspired. Like when I go to like sit down to work on my schoolwork and I'm thinking about all the things I need to do, it's like kind of overwhelming. But once I'm like in into it and just doing it, it is like fun, you know? And I do find myself getting like, a bit of a like just a bit of a flow state I guess or like Mm -hmm. just kind of like having fun doing it and then I also feel like lately like the thing that's like trying that's inspiring me a bit and just kind of like I guess like maybe driving me to find a different job is just like I feel like really like craving like my own time more because I feel like right now I'm working so much and like part of me is thinking about going to like a food service job because I feel like I'll just have so much more time like so much more time to myself, like, time to, like, work on hobbies or, like, work on things that make me feel good, that make me feel happy and inspired. Because I feel like right now I don't, if it's not for school, like, I'm not doing very much that inspires me, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but I have, like, you know, ideas. I have things I want to work on. And so it's, like, I guess that's what, what's inspiring me is the idea of, like, getting to a place where I have a bit more free time to work on those things. Mm. yeah that makes sense um yeah because right now it's like really yeah school is kind of the only thing that can be inspiring when I'm like working on a design project for school nice yeah I get that yeah when you reach that flow state it's like you're flowing so of course you're inspired you feel inspired about life in general and or you work the work that you're doing yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's nice I like that. And yeah, I like that. Like if if what it means is if to return to having time for yourself and working on your own projects and the things that inspire you is to return to food in the food industry, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like, cause I'm like, I think when I envision my life, it's like, I kind of want to be doing a bunch of different things. Like, I don't really want to just work so- at one thing, like, 40 hours a week, you know? I feel like that would be hard for me. So I do want to have, like, maybe I make – I have, like, this job that I do a little bit, and then I have, like, this – my own little thing that gets me my own stream of income, and I also do this. I feel like it would be fun for me. And I feel like I can't start that when I'm working somewhere 40 hours a week. Like, it's just – it's hard to, like, make time, you know? It's, like – so if I could work somewhere maybe like less hours or just like different hours or have more time during the day and then I could maybe like work on kind of developing like other streams of income or like other hobbies or projects, you know, and then I feel like that would just be fun. It would be fun to just have like multiple things going on that you're excited about. <laughs> this is so interesting that you're bringing this up because it just keeps coming up on the interviews where people don't want to do one thing. And we've been told that we have to do one thing and we've been made feel shame 
for not being one thing. Right. It's like, yeah, like you have to have this like driving, like, this is what I want to be when I grow up, you know, or like, Mm -hmm. and it's like, I don't really have that. Like I have things I am interested in and passionate about, but like, I don't really have some like driving force that it's like, this is exactly what I want to be. And also it's just like, I don't know, like, I don't want to spend all my time just doing the same thing. Like, exactly. It feels so repetitive, you know, and it's just like, that could maybe be inspiring for a minute, but I feel like you're going to lose inspiration. I would think I would learn lose inspiration if I'm doing the same thing every day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're bound to get tired of it. Yeah. I love how I. it's, like, not planned. This is not planned, but it just keeps <laughs> coming up. Like, yeah. Tika was talking last episode, too, where it was like, I'm still trying to figure out who I am. And at the end, I closed the episode with, like, and honestly, this is a message for my sister because my sister is constantly telling me, like, I just don't have it together. And I just want to get to that point where I have it together, where I know what's up. And it's like, right. I'm 30. My father was 63 when he died and he died not knowing what the fuck was going on. Like, right. and it's like, we're all going to die not knowing. And like, it doesn't have to be one thing and we don't have to have it figured out. And like, and people keep bringing the the conversation again, like. I just like a lot of things and I want to do all of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like the things you like, I'm sure are going to be like ever changing, you know, as you mm-hmm. get older. So it's like, I feel like the goal is to just like set yourself up in life where you maybe just like have, you're able to like have these consistent income streams, but then it's like, you still have enough time and flexibility that you can be like, actually, like I want to try this, you know, or like, what if I like change paths and I kind of like stop doing this thing and I start doing this thing instead, you know? Yeah. Because then yeah. it's like, that's exciting, you know? Like, yeah. I definitely don't want to be stuck doing the same thing forever. <laughs> no. Jesus, no. I can't. It's like, no, me either. It's like, yeah. It's like, will I forever be podcasting? I don't know, but I'm really enjoying it right now. And I will do it for as long as I still love it because I. You know, I spent such a long time trying to do what everybody wanted me to do and me being completely unfulfilled about it. And now I'm doing this and this is what I love. But when I don't love it anymore, I'm just going to be like, okay, that was the period that I needed to do it for. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then hopefully at that point, it's like you have something else you're excited about. Mm -hmm. Just move on to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Man. This conversation is so important. (laughs) It's like like been something to think about a lot. Like, especially just the office that I'm working at. Like, there's people who've worked there for 30 years. Like, I know. And it's, like, a big deal. Like, this last, like, month, they, like, we had, like, a little celebration. There was someone, two people had celebrated their 30 years there. uh, There was, like, four people with 25 years. Wow. And, like, everyone was seeing it as this, like, huge accomplishment, you know? Like, everyone was so excited. Like, imagine that you worked here for 30 years and I was just in my head like that sounds awful like <laughs> I I'm like I'm I don't I feel I don't know like I'm like this literally sounds like my worst nightmare to work so yeah. for 30 years like but I don't know I I guess that works for good for people, you but like to me I was just like I was like oh my god like this is not the not the place for me (laughs) (laughs) i'm getting the hell out of here now (laughs) yeah oh that's so funny because it's like you just took me back to working i'm not gonna say names but working at the retirement home that we used to work at oh god (laughs) (laughs) and just being like "Uh uh-uh 
no. I've <laughs> and it, honestly, up until this point, I've never felt like that urge of like I need to run as far away from this place as possible. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't say that I've had like shitty jobs, and I wouldn't say that was necessarily a shitty job, but it was definitely not a job I wanted to be in. Exactly. I think you just know when it's like not right for you, because that's. Yeah. I've been thinking about that job actually, because the way I feel now is similar. Like, because that mm. job at the retirement home had a lot of bad things about it. You know, it was stressful, yeah. but like. It was a fine, it wasn't like the worst job or anything, you know, no. it's like I was treated okay, I made decent money, whatever. Um, but like, and for some people, maybe it would be, they would love that. But for me, I was like, it my at a certain point, my body was telling me I have to like get out. Like, I remember I like fainted a couple times before. Did work. you? Yes. You didn't Literally, even tell I was, this. It was crazy. It was, like, right before I quit. It was, like, I had a couple times that I, like, was just so stressed. I just, like, fainted, like. Oh, my God. Um, and so then I was just kind of, like, I literally have to quit. Like, this is crazy. Like, and um, it's not anything that was happening at the job. It was just, like, I feel like I was just so unhappy, you know? Yeah. And then that's kind of happening at my current job is, like, it's a fine job. I feel like a lot of people who work there are really happy. I'm, like, I don't really have anything, like, bad to say about it it's fine but like for me I'm just like it's not the right fit for me and I can like feel it like hmm. I was like telling my therapist like I start crying like every Monday morning like oh. just like with I know with like dread <laughs> like just dread I like wake up on Monday and I'm like I don't want to go um, oh. and she was just like she was like that is a huge sign you need to quit you know like she was like have you yeah. ever cried before going to a job before and I was like no like you know I'm just not happy like it's not anything that's wrong with the job necessarily it's just like you just kind of know when it's like not making you happy you know yeah 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 exactly exactly it's like I mean what you just said, like, there's people who probably love it, and that's why mm -hmm. they've stuck in the 30 years. I hope that that's why they've stayed the 30 right. years, right? And again, we need all sorts of people in this world to be able to fulfill all of those those jobs. Exactly. And then yeah. we need the people like us who like to do several things to create all the ideas that we have going on, mm -hmm. right? So, like, but only you know that. Only you as an individual know, I want to work at an office for 30 years. Good for you. Go and fucking do that. Like nobody's going to say right. no, right? And if you want to go and do multiple things, go and do that, right? And like, exactly. if in your case, for example, you need to go back to food industry and you need to finish school and you have enough time to figure out what else you want to create and all the beautiful things that you're going to bring to this world because I know you are going to bring all these beautiful things to the world because you're such a creative person. You're one of the most crafty people I know. Then that's when it's to happen. Right. right? Exactly. It's like you got to just kind of trust. It's hard to, but you got to kind of trust your intuition because I feel like yes. it's easy to like be pressured by like society of just like you know this is what you need to do to be successful like this is the idea of success is like you know this kind of career or like this kind of like schedule you know mm -hmm. but I think you got to decide like what success means to you you know mm -hmm. and like or what's going to make you happy um because I even like just 
up until like recently, like, cause recently I've been really like, I'm applying for jobs. I'm like getting out of here. But, like, I feel like before that I was kind of gaslighting myself into just being like, you know, well, it's like, it's fine. You know, it's not a bad job. Everyone's nice. Like, you know, mm. I get treated well, like, um, and you know, like it's not bad. And it's like a step up from food service and just kind of trying to convince myself, I guess, that it was like fine just because it's like, there's nothing like, um, glaringly bad about it or because like societally like it is a step up from what I was doing but then it's like if I really just like stop doing that stop kind of like lying to myself it's like well I'm just not happy you know and Mm -hmm. it's like that's you got to just like listen to what's going to make you happy or like define your own idea of what success is you know because it's not doesn't always success doesn't always have to be about a career or about money Mm -hmm. or about Mm. any of that yeah yeah, or what the other person is telling you that it should look like. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck, I had no idea that you were crying before work. Yeah, it's been like happening. You, <laughs> yeah, like you had, I mean, because it's tough now. We're like busy life, so we don't keep in touch as often as we used to in the past. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you have mentioned that, and I was like, like what I've said before, it's like, I don't know what I've said before. <laughs> <laughs> but I was compassionate. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I had no idea. I had no well, idea. It's like just gotten worse. Like at first, I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't think I love this job. And it just like now, I'm just feeling just this overwhelming sense of like I need to quit. So I think yeah. it's just it's like it's like bubbling up a little bit, you know. And it's like, um, are you yeah. indeed looking for jobs at in the food industry? Because I think yeah. I just assume that. <laughs> no I am I'm like looking for everything like if I found like a really cool like creative job or something like that would be ideal but you know that seems like it's gonna take maybe more time to find just because I don't have maybe the most experience in like those fields so I'm still like looking for those but I'm also just like throwing out applications to like restaurants and stuff that seem like good places to work because it's like even if I got a job at a restaurant and then like in a few months found like a job I'm more passionate about, I could always quit, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But like, so right much now I'm just feeling, exactly. I'm just feeling this pressure, just, or like not even pressure, but just like this need almost just to be like, I just have to get out of here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it'll just, it'll help me feel happier for now. And it's like, I could always find a job I'm more passionate about later. What are you thinking about going for when you finish interior design, the school, like the program? Yeah, I'm not positive. I feel like, well, I want to work for like um, an interior design firm. I feel like that would be good. It's, I feel like I still have like so much to learn. Like at some point, I would actually like love to maybe to own my own business. But like right now, I feel like I just need to like learn more. And yeah, I would like, I would love to do like more like residential design. I feel like that excites me a bit more. But I do feel like most likely I'll probably end up getting a job at like maybe a commercial interior design firm just because they're a lot bigger. There's a lot more jobs available. And I think I would learn a ton like doing those just because like commercial design takes so much work. There's so much about like codes and like laws and it's like very technical. Mm. So it would be interesting. Um, I think like ideally like I would like love it if I could work for like maybe a smaller residential firm. I feel like that would feel more exciting. Um, but 
there's like pros and cons to, to both, you know, like working for a big commercial firm, I would like learn so much. So that's also a pro. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm like, that's, that's really, it. I, I would love to get like a design job, like an actual design job, or if it needs to be more of an entry level position, that's okay too. But it's like, I, I definitely want to like try to find a job in that industry. Is the residential stuff like staging? Well, it could be like it could be staging. Um, there's so many different things. Like there could be staging. There could be like yeah, just like styling kind of things. Um, there could be like actual like interior design. So like if someone is renovating their kitchen or their bathroom, like I feel like a lot of residential design is kitchen and bathrooms because mm. a lot of people aren't hiring an interior designer to like redo their living room unless they like are wealthy and they just like have kind of money to spend. But right. people hire interior designers to like renovate their kitchen and stuff all the time because that's like a lot more complicated. Um, that makes sense. Takes more work. Hmm. Um, so I think it'd be a lot of that, a lot of kitchen and bathrooms, and then some like um, interior decorating and styling. Also, like I just want to do fun like projects. Like, so my partner he wants to start like a vintage a vintage clothing store, um, okay. and he has like a stockpile of like so much vintage so he just needs to like sort through it and like start photographing it and stuff and we were talking about because he wants to also make like have it be like he has a website where you could buy things but he also kind of wants to create like zines with more kind of creative shoots with the clothes and I was like how fun would it be if I like if I had my little vintage furniture store and then we could I could style like sets like I could do kind of like set design and then you could style the models and um like we could collaborate or something, you know? Yeah. I feel like things like that would be fun too. Yeah. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that you'd actually try to do the vintage uh, retailing then? Maybe. If I if I like end up with a job where I have a little bit more free time, I definitely would. Because I was having fun doing it. I just I stopped, I think, when I started when I started school because it was just like too much to juggle. Mm-hmm. Um but I was having fun with it um, and I was like starting to make money off of it. So it was like, and it would be nice to like have kind of just like my own stream of money, you know, that's like yeah. reliant on anyone else. Yeah. I mean, like you're so good at staging and like you're, you have such a great eye too. Like I remember going shopping with you was great. Cause it's like, you were pointing at the things that I would most likely get and I wouldn't see them otherwise. And like, right. I feel like I'm a person who has good taste, but, like, I struggle to have the eye to find those things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I feel like people just want someone to kind of – sometimes they, they struggle to, like, see see the beauty in something, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if it's not already presented to them beautifully, you know? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, I feel like that was something – like, when I was doing the vintage furniture, like, buying all of that, I would – like, it'd be, like, people posting it on Facebook Marketplace would be, like, the darkest, dingiest, ugliest photo. And so you have to kind of, like, be, like, I think that this could be cool, you know? Yeah. And take, right. like, a risk on it. And then when I, like, clean it up and put it in a really pretty room in a pretty picture, then people are, like, oh, yeah, that is cool. It was really fun. I feel like it could be, like, a nice creative outlet, but then also, like, make me some money. Yeah. So that's a solid plan to get back to that. I do remember you enjoying it. Yeah. It was fun. So you don't necessarily know if you're a highly sensitive person, but you have a glimpse of an idea based on what I shared that 
we're just people. Well, <laughs> it's a lot of things. <laughs> but in summary, we're people who get over, over overwhelmed and overstimulated very easily by a lot of information. And that information can be like how vi- I'm going to call it visually polluted just because I live in Colombia and this is a country that is highly visually polluted. Yeah. Um, and you know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of audio stimuli, like right. you get overwhelmed with all the audio inputs you get, um, you know, just places that are very crowded, places that are very loud. Mm, it could also be the emotions of the people around you. So like if emotionally a group, it's like all over the place, you can feel all of that. Um, right. Yeah. Like usually... Like, I feel like, for example, when you go into a room that it's, like, everybody's having, like, the same vibe, you can manage better because everybody will be kind of, like, in the same page. But obviously, mm-hmm. we live in a world where not anything is ideal, so you rarely get that. But, like, emotional inputs and, like, even your own head stimuli, like, all of your thoughts, all of your ideas can make you feel overwhelmed very easily. So kind of getting that sense what do you think is something highly sensitive people like me could do to our spaces to just make them feel a little bit more safe or um, comforting for us mm-hmm. as an interior designer? Well, I feel like, I don't know, like it's along the lines of like maybe getting like overwhelmed because I feel like I mostly get overwhelmed by like auditory kind of things. Mm-hmm. But I also do get very overwhelmed when my space is like, um, not clean or it doesn't even need to be like necessarily clean but just like I find it really helpful to like just put things away like even if like your closet when you open your closet it's an absolute chaotic mess in there it's like I like because my closet is a chaotic mess but I do just like shove things in there so I don't have to look at it so like when I like walk into my <laughs> house it looks clean you know and it, like <laughs> it like looks calm and yeah maybe I like it's not fully organized or anything like there's part there's corners and closets that are really chaotic but it's like you know when you're just like walking around your living room or your bedroom like it feels calm it feels clean you know Mm -hmm. I feel like that really helps me because I feel like sometimes if I'm like you know maybe in a place where I'm feeling really anxious or like maybe depressed and it is easy to kind of like feel like I don't want to like clean my apartment I just want to like lay in bed or I just want to like be lazy but I feel like it ends up making me feel worse. Like if I like lean into that, you know, and I just like let my apartment get really messy. Then it's like once I'm kind of like feeling better, like maybe like less depressed or something, then I like get up and I like see how messy it is. And it's like, well, now I'm overwhelmed. Now I'm stressed out. And so it's like really nice to be able to like just have a clean space or like a space that has at least the appearance of being organized. I feel like, um, yeah, it just like it helps – like when your space is not cluttered, it helps your mind not feel as cluttered, I guess. Mm, For me. I like that. I feel like it helps mm. me. Um, I like that. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of like the biggest thing. Um, and then I feel like for like comfortability to just feel like a safe space, like definitely I think just like I think smell is big. Like honestly, like – Sometimes if I'm just feeling like I just need to feel like 
comfortable at home. Like having a clean space is huge for me to feel like comfortable, like just like having it be clean. So like a lot of times I'll like clean, you know, make my space feel tidy. And then I'll just like light like incense, I'll light uh, multiple candles, put on some like mood lighting, you know, like turn off my overhead lighting and like just maybe like lamps or like those colorful bulbs are really nice. And mm. like then it just like smells so good, like. And, like, having, like, mood lighting is so comforting and just very calming, too. I feel like it just puts me in, like, a better mood if I just feel like I need, like, a self-care night or a night to kind of, like, recoup and feel cozy. Like, that's usually what I – the two things I really do is, like, put on, like, make sure it smells good and have nice lighting. Okay. Cozy lighting. I like those. Okay, Mm -hmm. so – Do your best to have your space as uncluttered as possible. It's uncluttered a word? Decluttered. Decluttered, yeah, decluttered. Decluttered, there we go. Okay, so you... Oh my God, my English. (laughs) Do your best to keep your space as decluttered as possible. Mm -hmm. And for safety and comfort, uh, um, recurrir. Wow, my Spanish is really wanting to come forward. <laughs> um, like find allies on sense and mood lighting. I like the mood lighting exactly. idea. I miss yeah, because those are both senses, you know, like mm. the sense of smell, but then also like sense of like sight, like changing the lighting changes the way everything looks in your mm. like room. Like it changes the color of everything, like and which can really help, you know, like if you were to put on a pink light and turn everything pink, like that's going to feel really like happy and really like womb-like kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I love um, that. yeah. Whereas like blue is a bit cooler. It feels a bit more futuristic and like maybe not as like can kind of make things look a bit colder. So it's like maybe not as comforting or maybe it is to you, you know, like maybe that color comforts you. Um, So I feel like, yeah, like, they're both kind of like senses, I guess, like light and smell. Yeah. Um, it makes a huge difference, I feel like, in how you feel. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I now I'm like, oh, I see. Because Ty, like, made dinner last night and the, the whole apartment, like, has tank like, what he cooked last night mm-hmm. the whole day, like, since last <laughs> night all the way to today. And I'm yeah. like, oh, right, if I get, like, something to change the scent of this I will actually feel more comfortable in my own space because right now I'm kind of grossed out about my own home exactly yeah Yeah. it automatically makes it kind of just feel like a spa almost you know like yeah yeah just feels like kind of luxurious nice I like that okay so declutter spaces and lighting mood lighting and scent and for mood lighting you can go for color lighting Yeah, color lighting is nice, or even, like, right now I don't have any colored lights, but, like, I have just, like, I'll just turn off all the overhead lighting and just do my, like, lamps, and I have, like, Mm. warmer light bulbs in those, you know, like, so they just feel, they almost, like, because they're so warm, they, like, cast almost a yellow tone and just feels, like, cozy. Nice. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Oh, thank you so much for that advice. Of course. (laughs) Of course, anytime. 
oh, this was great. This is also going to be so easy to edit because it was so <laughs> casual, so perfect, so chill. Yeah, like literally just catching up, basically. Yeah. I haven't talked <laughs> to you in a while. <laughs> yeah, I think it's been like a month since our last call. Yeah, I think so. Like at least. Did I tell you about my mom having an accident and break- breaking her hip and her skull and being what? in the hospital for two weeks? What? <laughs> No. Yeah. Oh Her my skull? god. Her skull. Yeah, and it's still like broken, and it's just oh, it's such a mess. We don't we don't need to get into it for the interview. But <laughs> oh my god, okay. that's how long we hadn't talked about. Yeah, <laughs> I talked it. No. Yeah. Yeah. So she long. was. Yeah, she was riding her scooter and she was like not wearing her helmet, being completely responsible, and it was such a mess, honestly. But. I love you, mommy. Te amo, te amo, te amo. <laughs> she's I'm okay. Say, so she's fine. She's at home okay. now, but she's like, she's not going to be able to walk until like the end of December, but maybe longer. And oh then this God. whole issue, she may, because she like hit her head so hard and she broke her skull so badly. Like she will be having like mental issues for a while. Wow. And like my mom already like struggles mentally and like with mental health stuff. Right. You know this. Um, yeah. But because of that, like they can intensify. She can. She's more likely to be depressed. Like if she wasn't already like like right. uh, vulnerable to depression. So yeah, I'm like checking in on her like often now. Oh but gosh. yeah. But anyways, yeah. That's that's yeah. That's yeah. So if you ride a scooter, make sure you wear your helmet. <laughs> make sure you have no one else on the scooter, just you. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah but yeah anyways oh thank you so much for doing this um, of course thank you for having me this was fun of course i think this was really good i think i learned something because i feel like i've been a little awkward on the interviews and it's like this is a learning lesson this is more what i want them to feel like yeah just more like casual kind of yeah yeah so this was a good experiment. Thank you for letting me experiment with you. I also wanted to have you because I kind of had an idea that you're a sensitive person, but I didn't know. And I mm-hmm. think it's good to have people as well that don't necessarily know where they stand on their sensitivity. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like I definitely am. Like when I was listening to your like last podcast, I was like, oh yeah, this like absolutely resonates, you know? Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create a research soon to like identify the signs and like mm-hmm. because the way that the research has been done um it's like the more like like you know you and like but the more like boxes you check of the signs the more likely you are to be but it's also like it's not necessarily like being a highly sensitive person is not a illness is not a disease it's not really a right. condition it's just something that you're burnt with it's like having blue eyes or brown eyes yeah um but so at the end of the day you know you and you decide for yourself but I am going to create a research soon for like people to like okay is this me like is this my situation yeah right I think that'd be helpful it's like because mm-hmm. sometimes yeah, you know yourself but it's like there are things that you don't even like necessarily realize that you feel or that you do like you kind of maybe see something written down and you're like, oh wait, I actually do do that. Like, you know, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you, were you like a kid, like the kid in the corner uh, growing up or like the kid by the wall? <laughs> uh, that made me laugh when you were talking about that. 
Um, I don't know. I think I'm kind of in the middle. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like I don't think I was really like in new environments. Yes. Like if I like had a, a new sporting event or a new class or something. Yes. I think I was the like quiet one. I didn't like really like make friends. Like I wasn't the one to like initiate making friends. But, like, once I, like, had someone become my friend, I, like, feel like I got confidence, you know? Okay. Because then I feel like, obviously, this is, like, elementary school and stuff, which means nothing, but I was very much, like, a popular kid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's, like, I'm not the one to, like, start that, you know? I'm not going to be, like, um, just, like, walking into a class, like, just ready to make friends or, like, I feel like I was, like, kind of quiet, but then once I, like, had some friends, then I was, like, confident and not afraid. Okay, now I have a question because uh, was it like popular, like Mean Girls popular, or what kind of popular was it? <laughs> it kind of was, but we were like eight years old. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we we thought we were in Mean Girls, you know? Like oh. we really did, or like I don't know. I guess maybe we thought we were like the Cheetah Girls, but like mean. Like, that was kind of what we like wanted. Yeah. Um, but we were like children, but we like thought we were so much older than we were. Like, yeah, yeah, it was silly. <laughs> it was really silly, but it was kind of mean girls. Like we would wear matching outfits. We would, oh, like, seriously. Walk down the hallway with like our arms like hooked so that no one else could like fit in the hallway. We like blocked the whole hallway kind of. And we're like, oh, this is our hallway. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. It was that's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm asking because I'm like, I mean, I was a loner, but I was a loner within a group of like two other people, if you know what I mean. But yeah, but it was also like, but it's just, it's kind of like a sim. It was a similar situation where it was like, I would go, I'm the kid by the wall, and it's very difficult for me to befriend people, and so someone would come to me, and I would like, okay feel comfortable with that person but then I would keep like the the group was always like two three people like because I changed school so often too but it was always like that small group but it was also like yes I'm a loner but also like I have so much shit going on at home that my way to deal with that was also like I am I mean girl too and like my group was like they're popular so that's why I was asking if it was kind of like that um it kind of was like and I feel like too I feel like I got more of a loner just like the older I got like I feel like elementary and middle school I was more like social and it wasn't as hard for me to make friends and then kind of once I got to high school I was more just like no I'm just reserved I'm just gonna sit over here until someone talks to me you know like yeah 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 that's okay it's kind of similar then because yeah that's kind of how how it went for me yeah the older I got also the more insecure I became as well and like Mm -hmm. the more confronted I was with how it wasn't easy for me to make friends and it was just always the person that like would come and quote unquote save me. It's like, I'm totally cool sitting by myself. You're really not saving me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm fine. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I've got no problem. Like, cause you remember Coco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Coco always tells this story of like how Juanjo and like people from college, like Juan Jose and him like approached me, Juanjo approached me first and then Coco tells the story like, like yeah she was just like just there like we had to just go and integrate her into the group and I was like 
But honestly, I had no problem. Like I was fine sitting by the corner, like running right. my own business, having my food. Like this is college, right? But like I'd be having, it's a very small college. So like I'd be having food by myself and like the whole group would be hanging out. Like, I'm just like, it's okay. Like, right. Yeah. They like, anyway, they thought you needed like saving, but you're just like, mm-hmm. no, I like being alone. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's also like, also, thank you for coming and trying to befriend me and finding me cool enough to be part of the group as well yeah because at the end of the day like it's kind of like that like yes like like I was okay with being by myself but also like it felt good to be part of the group in some way right mm-hmm. yeah and it feels good to like that people want to be your friend and stuff you know yeah nice. yeah I mean it's a very human thing we all want a sense of belonging community exactly. yeah Anyways, this was supposed to end a while ago and we went into more stories. <laughs> but, yeah. Yes. So thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing with us your experiences and your stories and for being so open. Of course. Um, with me and my listeners. Because <laughs> shockingly, there's people actually listening to this thing. It's crazy and terrible. I love that. I'm excited. I'm so excited for you. Like I feel <laughs> like it's going to be too. good. I'm really excited yeah. to see where it goes. Yeah, I have good ex- good good expectations for it. But mm-hmm. yes. So where can people find you and where can people keep up with you? Because I know you're going to bring up so much magic to this world and they need to know when that happens. Well, um, I guess you can follow me on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is deactivated at the moment, but I am gonna. Is um, it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna turn it back on soon. Um, I think. Okay. <laughs> um, but my handle is my name, but like with no vowels, so it's Taylor Van Way. So it's T Y L R V N W Y. I never realized that that's how it was. Like yeah. I knew it was just. I was like, I, that always looks so cool. But it was like, oh, it doesn't have the vowels. Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. Continue. So Instagram. Yeah, no vowels. <laughs> on Instagram, it's probably best. Um, It'll be in the show notes regardless. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Of course. Love ya. Love you too. Oh, this was such a sweet episode. I hope you enjoyed our very casual conversation, our little moments of like giggling and like, remembering our friendship and moments that we shared together and like trying to figure out ourselves in the process as well and I think that's something we can all really get from this interview is a little bit of that that we don't really have it figured out which is a little bit like following last week's topic with Atika you know we don't have to figure it all out at once and we may never do that but obviously it helps to try to understand oneself and try to get to know oneself, right? And also how we're all just like learning and it's all a learning experience because that's what life is, you know, like we're learning while we're living the situation. <laughs> we're living this life, we're not living a situation. <laughs> while we're living this life. Um, yeah, and like how important the curiosity about yourself is like to be curious about who you are to be curious about the things that you want to do to be curious about what paths you want to follow and in the process also like like experimenting like she did with working at an office and she thought that that was like 
what she needed to do. And she found out that she's not really into that. And that sometimes we need to step out of what we think is what we should be doing and just go and follow our God. And she's going to follow her God, right? Like she's going to go for coming back maybe to food industry while she finished school and then diving into that experience of being an interior designer. So yeah, I think this is a good episode that reminds us that, that reminds us of the curiosity about ourselves to understand ourselves, but also to follow our path without getting stuck in the labels and the titles. Yeah, I think that's that's a good message for today's episode for the magic Taylor shared with us. I just want to remind you that every Friday I send a very juicy newsletter and I've been getting compliments on it, man. People are saying that they give them cozy vibes that they cannot wait to open it. Like, I'm not making this shit up, man. <laughs> uh, so I have a newsletter. It goes out every Friday. There's like a little story. Of course, you get links to this week's episodes. But also you get three links that I consider could be the sparks of inspiration for you this week. I also send a book recommendation. I have a section called Millie Musings, which is a three to five minute audio, unedited, no fancy equipment, just me talking to you for three to five minutes, random shit. That's why it's called Millie Musings. And I send you the transits for next week ahead of schedule, so like you prepare for them. I don't really give you like, like, a, like a forecast because that's what Monday is for. But I give you a heads up on what's coming up. And if you want to connect to your intuition based on what I'm sharing and you create your own interpretation, there is that as well. The link to subscribe to my newsletter is in the show notes as always. Feel free to do that because I think it's a very juicy newsletter and people are really talking marvelous things about it. So... Get in the club, man. Get in the coven. Get in the coven. In order for highly sensitive people to find each other, we gotta get seen. And reviews help us, sensitively magical, get noticed by the algorithm so we can reach more people like you and me. Please rate and review if you think other people would benefit from this podcast. To everyone who leaves a review during October 2022, I'm sending a 15-minute pre-recorded astrological reading to give you self-care tools based on your own birth chart. So all you have to do is take a screenshot on Apple Podcasts before you hit submit and send it to me at mil, M-I-L, at aliciacoven.com with your date, time, and place of birth. This is all so I can actually look at your birth chart, otherwise I won't be able to do it. Okay, that's it, my lovelies. Thank you so much for tuning in and letting me share my magic with you as always. As always, like as I've been doing this podcast business for years, for real, it's been two weeks and it's been so fun so far. So thank you for letting Hey share her magic with you because this episode, it's all about her. I will catch you on Monday. <laughs> Bye, have a good rest of your week. Our music is created by Alex.